Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you very much, producer Mr. Thank e. You, thank you. Gracias. Thank you. Now, Dana. Let's, let's, let's get right to it. So, Mr. E, I heard you got a Nintendo 64. Yes. Recently. <laughs> yeah. And I want to hear all about the, you know, the news and stuff. Because everything I see on Imager is always like, oh, PS5s, and they're hard to get. Oh, yeah. I said this N64. But I mean a PS5. So, what's yeah, the deal? Yeah. Uh, so, basically, I have a brother that works at a certain retail store. And he, he works in the back section and he kind of has the inside scoop on what's going on. Oh. So I had like stock numbers and stuff. And he basically had like three or four that were left. Basically, I don't know how they, they were all claimed for like online orders. And I don't know how they were left over. He doesn't mm. really know either. I don't know if it was because bots try to put in multiple orders. People use bots. And then oh, wow. the multiple orders will cancel themselves out and stuff. So I basically just had inside knowledge on where to be at what time. And I got there early and... I copped. Nice. I, I, I took that W and did not take that L. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, it was very exciting. I'm glad. When it did they come out? When? When? Like, uh, like the 10th? Okay, so it's this month, right? Yeah, like, okay. yeah, yeah. It was like a week ago. So cool. I, I always like the experience of being on the ground floor of a console. Like, you're the first and finding it is half of the fun. For yeah. sure. Yeah, it's... It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm mostly a, a PC gamer, as you guys know, uh, and not so much a console. But, you know, this is like the day one console, like brand new triple S class, whatever. So <laughs> I'm going to go for it. They have some cool games, but there's only a few right now. Uh, the ones I was looking into was Demon Souls, which is basically I don't know if it's a remake. Maybe you can I think tell it me. is a remake. Is it a re- like a remaster? Master. Oh, okay. Yes, thank you. I See, think it's that's a remaster. kind of interesting to me because I never played a Dark Souls game, so mm. I was kind of interested in that. Um, but did you guys know that games are seventy fucking dollars? Wow. Now? No. Are they like sixty nine ninety nine or something? Yeah. Trying to hide it. That's like what happened wow. to fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, Dude. that's like a standard. So yeah, crazy. What and happened then to forty. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they had. Um, <laughs> they had the new Spider-Man game, the Miles Morales yes. game. Yes. And that one was $40. And I heard that one's good, and it's a good uh, playground to show off the graphics and the new physics and everything. Uh-huh. But I heard it was really short, but it mm-hmm. was good. So uh, my my roommate is looking into that one because he loves Spider-Man, and mm-hmm. he's he's a big PlayStation player. So, But all in all, there's only a few titles right now. Of course, it does have the backwards compatibility of playing the old games, mm-hmm. but I unfortunately have the digital version, so it doesn't have a disk drive. Oh. So you can't, yeah, you can't play mm. the old games. You'd have to repurchase them on the Sony store, I believe. Now, is that really? backwards compatible all the way to like PlayStation 1? Yes. Wow. I think so, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't see why not. So you have games on your PS4 that are like digitally on there and you can't get them to your Correct. PS5. I even have hard copy games on the PS4 that I can't put on the PS5 because it doesn't have a disk drive. Oh, you just said. Eh. Yeah, this sounds weird. You think you could get like an old school portable, like a like a USB one, and like plug it into the back and be like, you know, just what? To I wouldn't it? be surprised if they figure out a way around the digital yeah. like no disk drive thing. I'm yeah, sure you like, can. Could you almost put a USB? I mean, you could your fucking emulate a PlayStation game on a computer. You know, it's that like seems weird, man. Like you, like there must be proof somewhere you bought that shit and be like, yeah, transfer that information yeah, here. That's please. that's just how it works, unfortunately. But I'm not gonna complain. For I'm sure. just happy to get one. Right? Yeah. So what do you have right now? You have a... PS5? No, well, yeah, but... What <laughs> game are as games? Yeah. So I haven't pulled the trigger on a game yet. They do have like a like a demo game that comes with it. That's pretty cool. And okay. like shows off like the new controller and everything. And that's actually like 
an hour or so long. So mm-hmm. I've just been kind of playing that. But I haven't pulled the trigger on a game yet because they're seventy fucking dollars. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I don't want to pull the trigger on. Like, and how many times have you bought a game? Is expensive. Oh yeah, and the controllers and fucking, and then you have to pay for internet. Like, the controllers are look do look kind of sick though. Is oh, it in your living room or is it like con- in your room? It's or? in the, my living room. Oh nice, that's Dude, nice. Controllers, You're nice to your roommates. The that's controllers nice. are really nice. Uh, maybe they this can sick. be a picture for the Instagram. On the back, on the grips, it's really hard to see because it's really small. But the grip is actually the square, circle, X, and triangles. Yeah embedded like in the rubber very fine yeah and looks really nice and it's all white and silver it looks super clean no the controllers i thought looked awesome i will give them that yeah yeah i think they're brave to go back to white like white, white plastic hard, man yeah mm-hmm. i mean how many times you look at like an old macintosh and it's soaked up so much sun it's <laughs> yellow oh, yeah. and... never thought about that well yeah that's why everything around you is like aluminum or black plastic because mm. it just doesn't doesn't take that light like the other the ones do even yeah. that, it's like I feel like you could wash your hands before you play every time, and it's still gonna get dirty. Oh, it's yeah. just for white, sure, you know. Yeah, brave for sure. But then the console's white too, so they want to make it match, I guess. Yeah, that console's fun. Doesn't even look real. It does. I love the design of it. It is pretty. It's slick gigantic. Looking. Oh, is it really? really? It's probably. I know the viewers can't see this, but it's probably two feet tall. Oh, <laughs> not wow. two feet it's tall. It's a tower. Like, it's a tower. It's, it's a mini CPU tower. Maybe not two feet. Maybe a good. A foot and a quarter. Mm-hmm. It's gigantic. So what are we what are we up to right now? I remember sixty four was the shit back in the day because it was sixty four bits and polygons and so I mean what God, makes the PS five better? PS five hundred polygons. Kajillion. Yeah, kajillion. It all comes down to processing speed and graphic oh, memory see, yeah. and all that stuff. Frames yeah, it can process stuff faster and and render stuff faster and obviously handle handle faster engines that require more Netflix graphics app better is it a nice netflix app is it still stuck? <laughs> you know what i haven't tried it's all I fast and good. <laughs> i'm sure it, i don't you know i can't even trust the playstation user face after that ps4 debacle everything played like shit on that so <laughs> none of that for me take that sony oh no but good luck to you guys if you're trying to cop out there what does that mean <laughs> if you're trying to purchase what you need i see yeah i was your cop like cop a feel I was thinking, when you said Same. cop out, I was like, oh, exit, or oh, you know, try to get out of the situation. I think he's trying to, like, you know, score. Get a score. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you got some of that good, good, brosive? You know, <laughs> you know I do. We're from the OC Mean Streets. We know. We know what's up, <laughs> homie. So do you guys know what today is? We are recording this on November 19th. Do you know what's special about today? Yes. You saw Skinny Pete and the world is Yes. Dying. There you go. <laughs> You are wrong, Mr. E. It just so happens to be the Guinness World Record Day. Oh. Oh, for the most world records done on this day? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. No. Um this is I think this is just a celebration of Guinness World Records. Guinness like, itself. Yeah, you know how like waffles have a day. So mm. fucking <laughs> Guinness. Why not Guinness World Record yeah. Day? Um, but today I bring you a legit record that kind of impressed me. Actually, two of them. Okay. Uh, the first one is of an Egyptian scuba diver who has set a new record for the most time spent underwater. Okay. Now, I actually you, saw that wow. one. I didn't, oh, did, I didn't do, you know do it. I, I don't, but I just saw the glance. I was like, I almost actually did it, though, because I know you're into scuba stuff. Okay, question. Yes. I'm actually, fun fact, I'm actually studying to get my scuba certification. So oh, okay. there's that. So are we talking about underwater with a tank, without a tank, holding his breath? With a breathing apparatus. Okay, so what this comes down to is this guy's like 
crazy trained in how to breathe underwater because it all comes down to your oxygen consumption out there. And we all know that the pressure of the water changes how much you consume. Mm-hmm. So, damn, that's interesting. I, I'm interested to hear how long you stayed underwater with that. So... I just mainline oxygen. I don't even breathe it. <laughs> you have gills. I've seen yeah. them. I want to reach out to you guys and uh, take some take guesses guess. here. Yeah. So we're going in okay. hours with the breathing. You guess first. Goes. I think I kind of like. I don't know the number, yeah, but okay. I, I I know like kind of where to judge it. So I like I said, I'm not not certified yet, but I want to say you get you can probably get a good hour under there under the water if you're a normal person. So I'm gonna say two hours. Okay. Um. It's, I know it's way more than that. I think it was a three-digit number. I want to say it was like 100 to 150 Wait. hours, I'm going to say. I think it was something I, like that. Because I remember, I kind of at a glance saw the title. I didn't at the last <laughs> second do it. Are we talking about the normal scuba tank? Yeah, because I saw the... 300 hours? Not well, 300. I said he, 100, like 100. He was probably uh, given multiple tanks and some I, sort of okay, okay, okay. switch off or refueling. Yeah, just, I, I, oh, so this picture. is a David Blaine stunt thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, going to take my guess back. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to guess... Uh, I'm going to guess... Uh, 225 hours. I want to say 150 something still. But I actually remember that. Yeah, I remember the picture on the article actually. And it looked like this PVC piping weird thing. Oh, okay. I didn't even actually see the picture. I just uh, read uh, this and it blew me away. He spent 145 oh, okay. hours wow. and 30 minutes underwater. I thought it was 200 something. Jesus. Okay. Well, his original um, still thinking goal. Still a normal tank. That's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no way. A <laughs> Taking hose. everything at face value. Uh, his original goal was 150 hours, but his doctors uh, didn't want him to do that. And, you know, there are medical concerns and whatnot. Because, like Mystery was saying, at some point, nitrogen builds up in your bloodstream and all yeah, sorts narcosis. of yeah, all sorts of weird stuff. That's days of doing that. Yeah, I just realized. Plus, yeah, could you imagine your skin after that and all the prune fingers? Like, mm. ew. yeah, super prune, nasty. But the picture looked like there was all these PVC pipes or something. I'm not sure if he was breathing into them, but they, I, I'm assuming that was like the weird tank system they had going, like put a you know have four tanks going it leads to whatever the hell or he's refueling something that's actually wild though so for anyone who's wondering 140 hours is actually six days jesus six almost days. a week underwater can you sleep oh you have to otherwise you're going nuts so that means you're like breathing you yeah I'm you can sure. like sleep and breathe that and wouldn't you like go like, bleh, bleh, and like start like you know like your I mouth would imagine, reject it as you're asleep like oh, bleh. I can't imagine he has a um, breather or whatever in his mouth. It's probably a big helmet like one of those uh, old school diapers. Oh, that's cheating! Really? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Could you hold anything in your mouth for six that's days? That's the whole point of this. Like in I could, the best just, of conditions, you could just, <laughs> I could do that then. Just, uh, <sighs> for six days, I could do that. But the, with the with the with the thing in your mouth, that's like that's that's horrible. Like fighting off the ocean water, or like getting in like the whole time. That's what I assumed was happening. Maybe there's a subcategory to this record. <laughs> uh, so, oh, and then another water record that was recently broken, which kind of Ooh. impressed me, was the free diving record. Mm. Did you hear about this one, Max? No, no. Okay, so this well, might be a fresh game. Those, those ones right. are crazy. Three digits, feet. The record holder, I don't have her name, but she held her breath and dove this many oh, feet. Wow. 184. Okay. 300. Ooh, Mr. E has it. It's 374. Ooh. Jeez. That's going back up, right? too. Right? Yeah. Three, All on a breath. 374 feet. I mean, like, 
the breath is one thing, but then the pressure, pressure. at those oh depths. Well, actually, it's, I always think those guys are kind of interesting because you're, you, you know, without knowing anything about it, you'd almost think you want to just hold your breath, period, and go, <gasps> and then the whole time you're down there and up, you're like, this is all my oxygen I needed. But you see them actually the whole time bubbling out, like, <sighs> and I think it, it's like to keep the pressure up or whatever. Sure. So you're like losing, you know, I think that's crazy when they're actually. I took a scuba diving class in high school, and mm-hmm. that's one of the tricks they taught us is when you're Never under hold there, your breath. Yeah, you, you want to slowly release, and you will have a better chance of staying under longer. Why, I wonder? Just because your body processes it? It's or not only that, basically. Like if you ever have your respirator out or you ever have to hold your breath, you basically never hold your breath. You're always just releasing little bubbles at a time because it does exactly what you say. It keeps the pressure in check, especially when you're when you're raising with the water pressure, right? So like if you take a balloon underwater, the lower it gets, the smaller it gets. But as you come up, it'll expand. And that's the same thing that happens with your lungs. Mm. So when you let out those little bubbles at a time, that's what really helps keep your your lungs mm-hmm. healthy and not bursting or rupturing. I thought that was like how you talk to Aquaman and stuff. You're like, that too. <laughs> yeah. you know? As long as he's nearby. And he Fish, something. So I saw this study on seagulls that I thought was funny because it's saying something that I think we all already know because we went to the, we all went to the same high school. Um, but basically, they're saying uh, seagulls have adapted to like human urban environments and they know where to forage for food, but they, more importantly, they discover they know when to get food. Mm. So this whole study was about pretty much, uh, it was in the United Kingdom. And they figured out that um, when, la- when local schools take breaks, um, that's when all the birds show up to get food. So basically all the recesses and things like that, that birds have learned to just sit there at these times every day to basically get the food this is old news yeah we uh we're very familiar being here on the coast uh seagulls they're just yeah. they're they're assholes they're flying assholes and they, they're brazen too they'll swoop down and pick up crap crap in the middle of a field or in the middle of a crowd oh and yeah and that's what i thought was funny because like I said, at our high school it was obvious they knew when the school when the recess was because they all just showed up or like oh, 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 and then they just go crazy i always wondered why they all left after lunch they just remember that they would just be barren afterwards. Well, because they'd go somewhere else. Yeah. Because they know. Because um, they basically adopted a new. It's called. They called it a sit and wait approach instead of uh, actively searching for food. Yes. So they sit there and just go hmm, now, and they get there. But even then, they still want to eat. Like you know, all animals are pretty much eating machines twenty four seven. So they say in the morning they go to the parks. That's where all the earthworms and stuff out. And they start learning to go. Okay, let's swing over here to the to the school now and chill and get some of that food. And then I'm going to go over they here. They got a like whole schedule. Night. They did. It was, that's what was kind of interesting about the whole thing. But I just, I just started, it's like kind of a smaller article, but maybe that because we definitely have experience in this happening. Cause yeah, literally the whole, the whole school was just like, it was like scary to her. I remember it was like, there's a lot of them, a lot. Holy shit. It was like a problem. It, um, it's kind of interesting because if you think about schools, they usually have a class bell that notifies all the students like, oh, it's break time oh. or next period. Probably tells the seagulls what's Absolutely. up too. Oh, yeah. Very smart. Yeah. You know? It's like clicker training for a cat or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this pretty much shows – it's weird because they were mentioning how uh, pretty much seagulls that, don't, that aren't in the cities – they're not doing well, like because of overfishing and blah blah blah. They're saying they're all doing horrible. Versus seagulls that are adapted to the cities and stuff, they're doing great and going crazy and like <laughs> just getting more and more food every day. And... So the seagulls aren't even by the sea anymore. Exactly, right? there's <laughs> gulls now, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, you know, urban gulls. City, yeah, city gulls or whatever. <laughs> uh, but this one thing they mentioned in this article that I was funny is a 2019 study found hungry gulls can be chased away from a picnic table with intense eye contact. 
Really? That's what it said. And I was like, what? Uh, I thought that was really interesting. And then another uh, study on seagulls said, these birds prefer to eat food already handled by humans. Whoa. And that's how the article ended. I was like, weird. Those are kind of some cool factoids. Although, I guess that last one makes you think just like, you know, who salts like you know fry or something that's handled by humans like pretty much anything we handle is going to be well i imagine that as opposed to trying to get a a fucking uh twinkie out of a wrapper you know i mean they'd rather go for the french fry than try to get the twinkie exactly it's already exposed and ready to go exactly but intense eye contact chase so next time you see a seagull try that out like try to give them a stare like bitch i'll come after you (laughs) see what happens how do they I don't know. You know I should have clicked into it. I just, I just thought it was like a, like, like as, like, because ready, Steve, story, give him the eye. Yeah, oh, that made, one didn't fly away. Yeah. Okay, next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, bring in the crow. Let's test it. <laughs> no, I thought it was kind of funny. All right, I have, some, I have a story here in our uh, the weirdest animal ever. Is this about the? I don't have it, but I've seen the same because we see the same website. <laughs> I know like, we do. Yeah. So every once in a while. So what is cool. it? The it's what's the, the strangest? Yeah, the strangest yeah, yeah, animal yeah. ever. Yeah, the platypus. All right, do you know why it's the strangest animal ever? Um, I think it's the psychic powers. Number one. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like Psyduck. Psyduck, and, yeah, um, has to get a headache. Is it about the eggs thing? It lays eggs. That's okay. one. And it's ma- 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 it's a mammal. It's a mammal. It's a mammalian. It's a mammal that lays eggs. Has a duck bill. Has webbed feet. Which is usually like a bird trait. Mm-hmm. And then it produces venom. Highly poisonous, yeah. <laughs> From barbs in its feet. Yeah, it's up there as far I as... I knows it was that poisonous. Like, could it hurt you? I think it's oh, yeah. high up there. Like, I'll, let Mystery do a search. Continue. It'll drop you. Plus, like, it could, it could, uh, it'll poison you? Yeah. Like, it'll poison you, like, to, like, I mean, kill you, I guess. Like, anything could poison you, but... It's pretty toxic. Okay, I'm curious. I didn't know that part. But now we know, thanks to a... Article published in the journal Mammalia uh, that it glows under UV light. Yeah, which it's like, I mean, that's crazy. Under neon, yeah, it like it's like purpley. The fur. Yeah, the I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah the fur glows under neon light, which is bizarre. Um, and there's a couple other things, but this is like one of the only mm. mammals to do it. There's a couple others, like a like a ground squirrel or a flying squirrel or some mm-hmm. shit. But uh, scorpions do it, right? And that's like a uh, arachnid. I just the one thing I took away from that article. I remember they even said pretty much during investigation, always have a UV light and just shine on everything. Now, (laughs) well, that was my thing. Like, really? They just now found that out. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We've never had a UV light around a platypus ever, (laughs) ever in the world. Like that's why, like, I'm on this kick now. Like, I think we should dedicate a lab. That would just take two things and combine them all day. We make a list mm-hmm. of all the possible combinations of shit. Alchemy. Like, Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Peanut butter and UV light. For no. sure. <laughs> all right. Bring in the platypus. Yeah, oh, we did oh, that, that one on the potion. It was the same thing. Like, this is the first time we've ever combined these two whatever the hells. And it works good. We should, <laughs> yeah. We should do more things like that. All right. So what do we know about its toxins? Do we know anything? Like, so it said it that you? it is excruciatingly, pain- excruciatingly painful to humans, but not lethal. Oh, okay. But I'm sure to other animals, it would probably fuck you up. <laughs> it's a pain. Is it an herbivore? Is it like a fish? It's probably a fish eater. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into that, but. <laughs> <laughs> you need to become an expert right now. <laughs> I wish I knew. Yeah, no, they're uh, they're crazy animals, but I, I put them on the same list as like the mantis shrimp. Like, you have some 
weird attributes about (laughs) you that really set you apart in the animal kingdom. I want to do a smaller story. Um, So this is a story about James and Clarissa Munford. And uh, they basically bought a house in Columbia in mid-October. And they were moving in and they discovered two cases of coins. Oh, that were okay. built in a in the eighteen hundred. It was they were in a drawer that was in a that was in a built in closet. I'm sorry, it was a drawer built in the closet, and that closet was built in the eighteen hundreds. Hmm. So it was a really old drawer, and I want you guys to guess how much it was worth. The coins? Yes. How many? How many? They found forty six gold Liberty coins and eighteen Morgan silver dollars. So I guess you can just do the math, maybe. And this <laughs> like, is from an eighteen hundred. I think it's more than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, huh. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say. Uh, and they just moved in. I'm gonna say. W- well, this this wouldn't be a story unless it was high up. So I'm gonna go with thirty thousand. One million. One million, Bob. Uh, he's right. No, it's it's actually twenty five thousand. Ah, yeah, okay. you're you're on the right track. But here's what's kind of funny about it, though. So they found the the coins, and it was like I said, it was in this drawer in this closet um so but they took some photos of it and they texted the picture uh the pictures to the former owner of the house okay and he recognized them because he's actually a coin collector uh-oh <laughs> yeah so he fucking left these at the fucking house and so yeah yeah. so the home's former owner a coin collector came by to pick up his forgotten property uh he says most of his collection is kept in a safe but he had forgotten about the cases okay. stashed in the drawer when he was moving out hang on if someone called you from an old house that you used to live in and said that they found coins that were worth a shitload of money, you would say you were a coin collector too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you forgot them there. Yeah. He, did he swindle them or what? Well, I mean, he used to live there and he was a coin collector. But How he, do you know? I don't know. He well, said he was? Well, they were nice told people and actually told him too. Because um, they said, uh, the couple said, keep the coins never crossed their minds. And even though they. Would have been within their. I said it would have been within their legal rights to claim ownership of them too. That's what's so weird. Like they could have even been like, "Yeah, these are ours now. Fight, take us to court, type of deal." Because I guess you move in, the guy. It's almost like leaving your that's stuff. True, like, yeah. like you just moved into a new house, right? Like you're supposed to like, oh wait, no, that's actually my money in there. <laughs> like, yeah. so I see what you're saying. But yeah, I thought that was nice because I was. I basically was having the whole dilemma. Like, hmm, if I just found all these things in a drawer, like when I call them. I don't know. Like they said, they had no clue how much they were worth either. They thought they were family heirlooms, so that was part of it. Too. Oh, well, that's you know, a bummer. Versus if they found out, like, oh, that was twenty five thousand. Oh, we should. <laughs> we could really, uh, we could. <laughs> like, I think that's kitchen. always the universal way up to no good. We should probably. Like you don't actually want to talk about it. So. <laughs> All right. You, uh, Mr. E has pets. I was just trying to think. Of, oh, actually, yes, Max, sir. you have pets too. I have a a turtle. You have a turtle? Yeah. Uh, and Mystery, you have a cat. Two cats. Two cats. All right. And three roommates. And three roommates. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't have any pets. Uh, I am looking forward to getting a dog now that we're in this new place at some point. Cool, yeah. But uh, that being said, let me know if you you guys would feed your pets this food. Mm Mm-hmm. Purina, yes. <laughs> yes, I know you. He eats grass and he's yeah. a fucking turtle. Like whatever you're gonna say, yeah. it can't be worse than that. Um, so the pet food company Purina is debuting a new dog and cat food made from fly larva. No, yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Tell us why. 
well, bugs are like this natural resource that no one uses. Other countries use them, and so you could feed a lot of people. If we actually got over that whole, st- I don't want to eat them. I remember you I don't said eat this them. before. I don't want to eat them, but there is. If you got over that stigma, you could feed a lot of people. A but lot why of fly larvae? Uh, it's delicious. Number one and <laughs> two, like I, just any bug parts, because you know, obviously dogs. Dude, dogs will eat their own shit. So that's true. I'm sure that's some true. like some crunchy, and it's not even gonna look like bug parts. It's gonna be in kibbly some uh-huh. weird something. So it's just gonna add extra protein to them, and probably give them vitamins and minerals and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I am on board with you, Max. I, I think you got the right idea here. Specifically, it's the black soldier fly, and uh, this new line will only launch in Switzerland right now, and. Uh, what they're really what they're really going for here, here is they're getting the protein out of the insect, and that will be added to fava beans and other natural ingredients. Okay, Hannibal. Fava, fava beans. Fava beans and other natural ingredients for a uh, environmentally friendly, all green, gluten free, sugar free. Is it dry? It, like that's my one thought. Is it like a wet food? Is it like a dry kibbly like food? I assume. They'll probably have a dry food at first and then work into wet the might be too wet cat kind of food. Or... Like you, if you saw like the bugs or something, you know, wet kind of gives me like a, but the cat, dude, like a cat, cats, come on, cats love eating spiders and shit. Like you, you honestly, I don't know if it's just my cats, but you put fucking anything in front of them and they'll eat it. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, cool. if it looks like food, I mean, it, it's so crazy it. to me how like, even though, I mean, humans are obviously very food centric too, but. Animals just like it's their whole fucking life to the point they're like what? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, so, you want to feed? Okay, and like it's just fucking dude. Calm that's the why fuck I'm down, surprised man. Like, they they let us feed them once a day. Like I think that's such an interesting phenomenon considering we stuff our faces three times a day. Yeah, like I, yeah, it's the. I don't like I said I've never owned it. Like the turtle doesn't count as a pet. He takes care of know, himself. He, he takes care of me more. <laughs> so I'm saying like so the fact that like fucking like. Having an animal that you have to like deal with and stuff. I remember I've done topics on the past where it's like that rehydrating of the foods thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the like, uh, into those things to kind of help the animal, like animal oh. take care of itself. Like I don't know, I can't own animals. So, mystery, you have a cat. Do you have that automatic cat pooper scooper thing? I don't. I have Are a you... friend who has that and yeah. says it works fantastic. And so, would you be interested in that? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I Anything... just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because they're quite expensive. Yes. They're like a multiple hundreds of dollars for a good one. I'm sure you can buy like a hundred dollar one. No, you're too busy on PS5s. Yeah. I was saying that sounds like such a quality of life though. Can you imagine never having to deal with shit again? Bro, Literally, me, like, that sounds quality. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you you just you would love to have it, but you don't want to pull the trigger. But you know, you. as soon as you do, you're gonna love it for the rest. For of your sure. Life. Right. Yeah. I'll right. get there. That's that's. I mean, that's true anything right it's like you it's almost like getting a kitchen device versus you can use a knife for anything but it's like oh i want to get the cool new gadget that does it so absolutely it's that passive enjoyment like Mm. yeah um but max you were on the right track earlier when you were saying that it's a natural resources it's a natural resource insects Mm -hmm. that we don't use we don't utilize and there's a billion out there and they're easy to create yeah uh the ceo of purina european operations insect ninja says uh that what they're really aiming for is they're going to diversify the planet's protein source by doing this. Just like if you can like so maybe grind around what you're talking about. Yeah. Maybe you can somehow grind the bugs up, add a little little garlic and a little something, and then it's like it's like a nice patty. Have you, just, you know, you don't want to see like because we're all envisioning like like fly wings and legs and stuff, but if you know you you know, give them a good puree once or twice and add a little a little fava bean to the mix or something. And you're like, I don't even, that's a steak. Yeah, it's well, good. I, I'm, I'm I guessing, don't want to eat it, but someone could. 
<laughs> so let's say this takes off, right? And then you got some naturalist that's like, oh, they're putting preservatives in my fly food. So, <laughs> so what does uh, it look like preservatives when, in my they, fly food. when they have their own fly garden? Is there just going to be like a giant like netting outside someone's house with rotten food and just it's a like, billion yeah, flies? Yeah, like all these flies are eating like all eating the dog shit and stuff. And he catches those and grinds them up and eats those flies that uh-huh. are just no. just ate the dog shit. Oh, when you're about to prepare dinner, mm. you just wave a net around that room and catch a dozen or so flies exactly. and bring I'm them in and this. boil them in with your pasta sauce. Again, maybe feed those to the cats. Just like have a sl- just like get them get the bodies in front of the cats and it's like oh, 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 those go crazy. What if you need to wake up? Like, uh, okay, okay. I want to wake up and have a nice protein shake. So I go out to my stop. fly cage. Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> electric stop electric right buzz, right? <laughs> you have an electric thing with a cone on the uh-huh. bottom. So it collects it all, funnels it into a cup. And that cup is like one of those magic bullets. You go and just rolled <laughs> it up. Oh right? And maybe like a little milk in there. <laughs> and then you know you kill yourself afterwards. But, but you can do it. Or you get superpowers. We're not sure yet. I would do it. Worth I, it. I think I would do it. Worth it. Yeah. You might be impotent too, but <laughs> we're not sure. Oh yeah, that's another question. We'll answer when we come back from this non not this break that we want to pretend we don't take. <laughs> God, don't tell anyone. Um, God. All right, all right, all right, we'll be back. Lightning. We're back from our break. <laughs> I almost said that. And I'm like, they're gonna, I was like, I, here's what I was gonna say. I was like, so you know that break we didn't take? We're not. We're here. We were here the whole time. <laughs> so, what about lightning? Um, well, scientists have been working on a super precise laser tractor beam system to change the path and direction of lightning. Huh. So, I mean, right now we use a giant metal rod to do that. As a lightning rod, mm-hmm. uh, but now we're going to yes. complicate the procedure with uh, tractor beams and lasers and yes. electricity. Yes. It is time to bring tractor beams, which is funny because the whole thing says tractor beam, and at the end it's like, yeah, you know, like Star Trek, except it's nothing like that. <laughs> like, okay, so it's it's really just lasers. So the thing, I don't know why the fuck they say tractor beams. So they could go fuck themselves on that one. I will say that. Uh, so anyway, lightning strikes are the main natural cause of bushfires in Australia. Okay. And a growing number of wildfires in the U.S. So this technology could be a way to pretty much induce electrical discharge from passing lightning, helping to guide it to safe targets and reduce the risk of fires. Say that one more time. Okay. Uh, So lightning strikes are the main natural cause of bushfires in Australia and a growing number of wildfires in the U.S. This technology may induce electrical discharge from passing lightning. Uh, helping to guide it to safe targets and reduce the risk of fires. Basically, it's going to stop lightning from causing fires. So if they see some, you know, clouds that are full of lightning, they're going to say, boom, direct that lightning here and not there in the fires okay, areas. What do we What do we know about how it's doing this? Well, I'm going to read it all to you. You have to tell me. That blows my mind. Like, why, why is a lightning rod not good enough? Well, that's just a, fi- a fixed location, I think. Yeah, but then you put them up every, uh, I don't know, every mile or so or kilometer. Well, actually, I can already probably, you know what's funny? I think I, it's a laser, bro. You go, boom, laser it from your city and, you and just, over the, you know, the area you don't want on fire versus you're going to, you're you're almost guessing where the fire lightning thing is going to be, right? Interesting. You're, yeah. This is like, oh, yeah. there they are right there. Boom. Send this send this laser like system that literally it uses Graphene. Here's what I didn't understand. They they said they use graphene microparticles as the mediator of the charge. So I'm not sure what that means. So otherwise, it's like they they said they're using like a laser 
to pretty much focus the beam because lightning's basically connecting two points, right? So they're just trying to bridge that gap and give it a path to go. I want you to go here. Yeah. I want you to go there. And since it's lasers, they can just kind of go boom. Laser well, pointer. I'm using a laser pointer. <laughs> well, maybe the laser is changing something in the air or, uh, you know, uh, charging the carbon in the air to provide a pathway or some shit like that. Like, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, there's actually a, a part here. I want to read you this paragraph because this is the one Ava wrote. Like, I'm not sure what this means. <laughs> and I wanted to read it to you guys. So, again, so like I said, the, the laser beam proposed by the researchers sets a spot for an electrical discharge to be released. And it says they use the graphene microparticles as a mediator for the charge. So maybe that means maybe wherever they point it at, it's full of graphene microparticles because I feel like a laser can't be filled with particles, right? That doesn't sound right. Like a no, laser full of particles? Well, unless it's spitting them out. But, I mean, that if you're – Well, right? yeah, because exactly. Because <laughs> if you're projecting – the la- the microparticles out in some way you have to use some sort of force to kick them out there and maybe they are traveling along the light beam yeah they're maybe that I sounds mean, too stupid though right no i don't think so because lasers come in all shapes and sizes For sure and powers and you we can what was it we we talked about a laser um a feptosecond laser transmitting energy so it's pushing electrons from one That's space true. to another or in some variation of that but so uh, that's interesting maybe it's like a big hopper with these microparticles and they just feed into this uh, laser beam that shoots it out at a distant storm cloud waiting for the strike just trying to like bleed the energy off but here's that little bit of a paragraph i was like what are they saying here so they're basically saying this technology demonstrates an efficient approach for triggering trapping and guiding electrical discharges in the air which makes sense it is based on the use of a low power continuous wave vortex beam (laughs) <laughs> that traps and transport light absorbing particles in the midair. What? Star Trek wishes they could come up with something. Exactly. Like that. So, okay, we know the first part. Like, here's what I said, like, basically channeling the energy. So it says, it is based on the use of a low power. So we get that. <laughs> Continuous yeah. wave vortex beam. Yeah, okay, fine. Wave vortex. So vortex <laughs> implies that it's sucking it, right? <laughs> I mean, have you ever run into a vortex that pushes? I don't think so. I guess that's true. Okay. I see what you're saying. It's not not a hurricane beam or a tornado beam. A wave vortex. Does it suck in waves? A continuous (laughs) wave, which would make sense. Maybe it's continuously sending a wave of these graphene particles. No, that's stupid because graphene's like a physical metal thing. So, but anyway, here's what I'm thinking. If we've learned this technology, this is how we kill Superman. (laughs) <laughs> this is actually what I was really this whole time I was watching this I was like man some guy's gonna go yeah we'll, we'll discharge the electricity to a safe area then some disgruntled scientist like I should have made more money on this this is my invention and somehow he figures out like with a suit or some sort of thing he just like whenever the storms and electricity's out in there he can fill out and just go and just like basically I'm, I'm doing a motion where he's channeling the, the light, lightning into people it's, a, it's Avatar right Avatar? Maybe. Yeah, it's Avatar. Oh, Maybe, yeah. like, he'd be a fireman. It's Uncle Iroh's technique. <laughs> See, my no, mind... Not. He redacts yeah. lightning. Yeah, exactly. He learned it from the waterbenders. Dude, That's... he's badass. Capable of many things. My mind immediately goes to Bond villain, like, 80s Roger Moore Bond villain. He's invented some lightning strike device where he could have lightning strike down like anywhere he wants. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Like... <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and then he just starts terrorizing the world with it and taking out Big Ben and fucking... Yeah, Big Ben's got to go. That's mm-hmm. a nice one. Mm-hmm. So basically, <laughs> they haven't tested this in the wild, by the way. Just saying that. They've only done it like in labs, So, but they're one of those 
this would probably work out there. And so you said there that, uh, or somewhere in that article, it said it was used for small discharges. Does that? I mean, I don't. I I assume lightning comes in all shapes and sizes, and small may be a relative term. But uh, can it? Did it say anything about handling giant lightning storms or? Uh, Anything about the volume? Well, so do you mean like I said, it's used as low power, like the I said, low power continuous wave vortex for the laser? Okay, I Maybe think that's what you, I yeah, because I think it's just lightning. It doesn't say, <clears throat> doesn't say anything about like the amount of power it's drawing out. They, they're just trying to bleed out power. In my imagination, it makes it sound like oh, like okay, look, there's the Australian outback, and it's like, yep, that's gonna be all on fire, and here comes the clouds going over the city. Let's just use our lasers, and all of a sudden, all these lightning strikes go so bam, 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 like like just right wherever they want it to go, and then those clouds hopefully pass. Uh, wouldn't they get more charge? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wouldn't they get more charge out there in the world? But I Well, but, that's but, fascinating that it, it is just maybe they're not going after the big lightning strike. They're just trying to, like you said, bleed it bleed off. Bleed it off, and... so it's just going to cause less fires. Yeah, exactly. Ah, fascinating. That's cool. That's one of those situations where complicating the plumbing really does help. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All right, speaking of complicating the plumbing. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. This is about drinking. Okay. 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 So, let me set the stage for you. Bavaria, 1536. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out already. <laughs> Vincent Obsopeus, a school rector, which I assume is a teacher, wrote a guidebook on drinking responsibly. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. So he wrote it in Latin back then. Uh, fast forward, Princeton University, April 2020. A uh, Michael Fontaine of Cornell University translates it. Princeton publishes the translation. So now we have an account of what it was like to drink back in Bavaria in 1536 and how to do it responsibly. Oh, wow. Okay. It was written in Latin. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, the name of the book is How to Drink, colon, A Classical Guide to the Art of Imbibing. That's literally what it says in translation. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I yeah mean... right. Like a complete dummy's guide to drinking. That sounds so modern. It sounds so... <laughs> it could be. It, you know, I don't know if this guy actually <laughs> Should gave they it Should just be name? like, uh, drinking be good. Here how do. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're probably, you know, adjusting the, what it says for culture. Yeah, and so uh, originally this was geared towards the, the younger crowd back in the day because apparently, much like now, uh, they couldn't hold their liquor, you know, and they just loved a party. Oh, you know, it's funny. They, had, they don't have the internet back then. They literally had to make a book like, hey, if you drink a lot, you will barf. <laughs> and, and there was like crucial information. Like, Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you see what this book says? He's, I've noticed I've barfed too when I've drank that <laughs> Well, you know what's interesting? I read all sorts of shit about uh, drinks uh, back in like ancient Greece and whatnot, thanks to this. Uh, turns out they were not—they weren't necessarily encouraged, but uh, the 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 responsible amount of uh, wine you could drink per day was two gallons. Oh, what? Yeah, that was fine for the average person to drink. Now, keep in mind. Their wine was less alcoholic, mm. and they generally tended to mix it with water. I was going to say, you would fucking die if you drank two <laughs> gallons of wine in 24 hours. Yeah, it's not modern. Fuck with me that. on that one. <laughs> I'll put any amount of money on that. It's probably like little 
bugs in it and stuff too for protein. I mean, as we learned, probably. Yeah. Just throw go little, you know, some bugs in there. It's like a, it's like a shake. Yeah, some but people that makes sense. Probably like to drink the. Uh, the powder left over at the bottom, you know, the sediment. Oh, the sediment. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. That's that's nasty. So well, some that's of the nasty. book's tips include uh, find like-minded people to drink with. Oh. So people of your own uh, social status. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people of uh, similar uh, occupation. And then they're essentially what they're telling you is find friends and then... Uh, if you read between the lines, it's like, find people that aren't going to get pissed off by your opinions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was say, yeah, like, yeah, basically, you're, you're going to get drunk and fight each other. Exactly. So people you're not going to fight with. That's really what they were trying to push on that one. Here's another one. Uh, it has to be something with women in there. Well, oh, here that's it is. My, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, here's, here's something akin to that. Okay. Don't bro down. Obviously, that's a... Uh, a new translation. That was like direct, <laughs> yeah, Brosiah. But he was talking about uh, the original author was talking about um, the just the culture of uh, exclusion and uh, how dudes get drunk and uh, you know they like to they like to party mm-hmm. and sing drinking songs and fucking locker room talk yeah. and you know grab ass. whip out their dicks yes. and all that shit like. <laughs> Crab ass. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, don't bro down. You know. <laughs> so that tells you where he's coming from. He was probably Stop never grab included ass, to fucking... those parties. <laughs> yeah. Young pieces of shit. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, don't drink too much. There it is. Right. It's good advice. You might get sick. <laughs> you don't so, say. Uh, all of these are very uh, lyrical, too. What they rhyme. Them? Well, yeah, they rhyme. They don't take... drink too much. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was a poet. This, uh... They're all written in haikus. Sidopseus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of them. One of them was uh, the idea of don't drink too much. That was written as down as a uh, don't worship Bacchus, and Bacchus is the Roman, the, the drunken god, or something. right? The Roman god of beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or... You both know this. What, what? Bacchus? Yeah, Bacchus. the Greek Greek drunken god, basically. Yeah. Roman Bacchus. Roman. I'm sorry. Yeah. Roman. Bacchus. Bacchus. So Bacchus. don't worship Bacchus the wrong way. That he was fat. <laughs> Otherwise, you know what that is, right? What? That's uh, your dog name, Bacchus. <laughs> You're welcome. It's fun to say. You can scream it on the side of us. Bacchus, thing, right? Bacchus, go! Bacchus, Fenton, Fenton, Bacchus. Yeah, they never found Bacchus. That oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> Bacchus. That's not bad. All right. All right. Credit when credit is due. I don't know. We'll have to sell that one. Um, so, yeah. His whole thing was don't worship Bacchus the wrong way mm-hmm. because he will punish you. Oh. As in. Respect him. Each time you drink, you're worshiping Bacchus. Mm. And if you drink too much, you're, worship, you're worshiping him the wrong way. He's going to make you bar for yeah, shit or something. Yeah, and it'll make your night yeah. <laughs> shitty. Nice. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, also, it was. I thought this was cool. Follow your drink and assume your friends are too. Hmm. Follow your as like, open for interpretation. Does that mean like when everyone's taking a shot, you, you actually take the shot? Don't be like, oh, fake it and you not take it. No, I, I took it as a, more of a know where your particular drink is and assume that your friends are. Don't poison each other. Yeah, it, I, I assume uh, it was coming from a poison angle. Watch your back. Watch your watch, back watch and your assume back. that your friends are watching your back. And if they're not, 
then you probably shouldn't be worshiping Bacchus with them. Do they have like roofies back then? I was going to say, it's funny how all these rules hold up today. For sure. Absolutely. Like, like, don't leave your drink unattended. I was just wondering, like, they don't like have like pill technology then. So what are they like? Yeah, you better watch out. You might throw a bundle of. It's probably poison, like like you said. A bundle of berries in there and you'll you'll know. It's like, would you see a bundle of berries or like, what would you have to do to. You know what I mean? Like, it's not some sexy like pill like from modern technology. So like, how do you poison someone? Be some like rat tail thing. Yeah, like bug eyes and shit. Like, I think something's in here. Oh, no. You know they have that like deadly flower that grows on the east hill of the uh, forest. So you have to crush it up and like, I guess what. I put flower powder in him. Dude, they're killing each other left and right. You've seen Game of Thrones. That shit's fact. I mean, yeah, no, I, 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 absolutely. they definitely, they definitely had poisons. I just was curious, like, how that actually would work. Like, maybe there was like a root, too, where you just threw it at the bottom of the cup and your friend just shits his brains out tomorrow and it's like, let's do that. Yeah. Or some extracts, probably some liquid somewhere, like a few drops of this venom. Venom, yeah. Venom. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I thought it was. Interesting that, like you said, mystery. They still held up today, and the idea that uh, eh, people like to party. And this was this was kind of going on like an American kick, where uh, our frat houses and you know the the kind of American drinking culture really came from Germany back then, because this was uh, written essentially in Germany, Bavaria, more or less. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how factual accurate. That is. <laughs> Sounds right to me. In the area. You were confident. Just go with Yeah, me. that sounds great. Yeah, 100% correct. Yeah, so we adopted our drinking from them. So I have a story out of Massachusetts I thought was funny. And frankly, it seems like we've been like knowing all the same stuff. You're probably going to know the answer. But uh, basically, uh, the police were called because a man actually called the police because he found something while doing yard work. He dug something up. Ooh. Do you guys have any idea what he dug up? I love these. But he called the police. He called the so police. That was, he called the police. So what would he have dug up? So uh, my guess is it would either have to be an old weapon or a bone of some sort. So I'm going to say it was an old gun. The police. I'm going to say it was uh, himself. He dug up himself. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Getting meta with this I'm shit. I'm liking this. Found his own body in the uh, backyard. What the fuck? I'd, called, watch, I'd watch this movie, by yeah. the way. Like, all of a sudden, like, what? Like, he found his own body. I'd like to report a crime. I've been murdered. That's, uh, yeah, that's the cold open. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And then this NBC series. Yeah. yeah, or whatever. Finds him. She just finds bodies of him. Every week, it's like a procedural drama, but he's dead. He's always the one dead. She's digging <laughs> holes in his backyard. Yeah, just, <laughs> No, he becomes like a detective. So every week it's like, oh, we got one, one of you down in Vegas. And it's just him dead in Vegas. <laughs> and he has, oh my he has to solve the crime of him, how he died there. <laughs> it's all, <laughs> and always all those like flashbacks are just him doing the flashbacks. Too. Anyway, uh, here's what he found. Here's what the guy actually <laughs> found. It was a, a large mortar. Hey! It looks huge. Oh, nice. A mortar thing. Mystery with the weapon Jesus. prediction. No, he yeah. was right on it. Yeah. Like, actually funny. When he said bones to him, I go, that's a good reason, too. So, um, yeah, this... um. They called the police and the fire department, and like he was just like I said, the guy was just doing your, uh, work in his backyard, scary, and he dug it up. Though. Like that's actually scary. Yeah, right. And he dug it up. So did he hit it with his shovel? That's yeah. what I thought too. He's like <laughs> clink, 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 <laughs> clink, clink, clink. What is this thing? Yeah. Let me hit it as hard as I can. Clink, clink, clink. Maybe I should shoot it with a gun or something. And then <laughs> what let's is see. this? Um, so it's see. a mortar. So it's a mortar, and um, they have no idea why it's there. 
Oh man, there's that's pretty much like this is all the story is is that because Massachusetts State Police, the bomb squad, they uh they got it, they took it to a location and they detonated it. But oh, they weren't. Just, yeah. What are, they, what, are they, what are you supposed to do with it? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> well, it's a, they always detonate that stuff. Relic. I know. That's too bad. What? It'd be. No, well, it, what? It's not. Okay. So what? if it was. Uh, if oh, there bullets, was too. They, way, they, have to, they have to shoot them. They go, bam, bam, bam. If there was some way to disarm it and then give it back to the people, that'd be nice. Because the, then that's a, that's a relic. That's a. Piece what people? <laughs> oh, the people who live there. Yeah. Oh, to give it to them. The people who dug it up and found it on. I mean, that'd be sick and... to have a mortar, but yeah, I want to. I'd never feel safe unless I somehow knew and like. I don't know. I feel uh-huh. like there. I don't think there's some part like. Oh, I took out the the detonator pin of the of the mortar. But yeah, that's really the story because the origin of the device and how it came to be buried in the man's yard is unknown. And so, he's Massachusetts. What did they say? What year or what time frame? No, I know, but like, is this mortar from the seventies? I, I have, let me have all the information you have. Like, there's like a Facebook post post where I had the picture, but yeah, just he found it in his backyard. It was buried, huh? So I don't know if it was fired. Like, did was there a, that like the War of Massachusetts in 1950? <laughs> Remember that? Is that me? Okay, okay. So like, I, that's what I'm trying to think. Like of, New like, York mortar. fought Massachusetts. <laughs> they, they fought each other with mortars and shit. If you said like a blunderbuss, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> But fucking mortar. That makes you just think, like, I'd almost look into, like, the owner of the home or something. Like, maybe the old owner was, like, a World War II dude and just, like, I'm taking this home from the war. I was going <laughs> to say, we're all overthinking it. It could just be, like, one meth head back in the day. It just got too high and just, like, started just, digging and just, like, like, put it down. Like, that's but then he had the mortar, so that's how the meth head had the mortar oh, still for some God. reason. <laughs> I just made me laugh because I was like, I thought it was really big when it showed it. Like, unless that zoomed in, it looks like this huge, like, it came from a plane. It, it was hard like to some... tell the uh, scale when you showed me that. I picture. guess it, it is, but like, gigantic when you showed it to me. But a mortar's only I guess what, that's true. Because, yeah, you think of a mortar, you think it's a small thing, but it I remember thinking it looks like tube, right? I remember thinking it was big. Yeah, you have to drop it in a tube. That looks. I, I don't know I now. Don't You're right. I guess yeah. I didn't think about that. Couldn't even tell you. Do they even know if it's American? Mm. There's no fucking information, unfortunately. I, I thought know. it was. I was like, "Damn!" I was trying to get more. Info. You think you'd study it before you blow it up? <laughs> like, you just blow it up. It's like from. It's from another, from another dimension. <laughs> so, That's why they blew it up. Yeah, yeah. they told you they blew yeah, we it have up. Proof, but they didn't blow it up. Uh, do you remember a couple episodes ago when we were talking about uh, Boston Dynamics and how they started leasing out their dog robot yes. spots? Yes, I have. And we were brainstorming all sorts of things you could use this robot for. Yes. Uh, no, I've, yes. I think uh, a lot of companies out there have started using this guy uh, to better effect than what we ever came up with. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't, I'm trying to remember our answers now. What is it, like, Fry Holder or something? Mobile Wi-Fi hotspot was mine. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. And carbon monoxide detector. Mobile carbon monoxide detector. Mm. That was good. Um, yeah. I think I'll just use it as a fast food table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you walk around your house and just eat. <laughs> like, yeah, it follows me and stuff. <laughs> yeah, mine was, uh, what was mine? Mine was about a steady cam. It was just going to be a steady cam. It's just going to follow you as a steady cam. Uh, but again, for instance, the University of Bristol, England, uh, have begun to use the robot in a much better way. And what they've done is they've sent it into the radioactive remains of chernobyl i shouldn't say remains but the the uh what do they call it exclusion zone Mm -hmm. around chernobyl power plant chernobyl chernobyl yeah Mm -hmm. um (laughs) 
And uh, this exclusion zone is 3.8 miles around the power plant. And the dog's name is Spot. And so what they did is they sent it in there to test radiation levels, which I think is a good idea. Great use of this thing. Yeah. Let this thing get irradiated. I'll say it's probably can't be used for anything else, right? Or is it going to, can you scrub it off? All that radiation, or is it just like permanently irradiated? That's a good question. I think you could scrub it off. Well, because back in the day, uh, Boston Dynamics said they would make uh, special, um, what am I trying to say, attachments to spots for your purposes and whatnot. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I wonder if they'd be willing to develop like a lead armor or a lead based paint or, Mm. you know, something like you said, you just scrub it off after. I bet you could just scrub it off. I don't know much about it, but I mean, usually radiation gets in things and like the cells of human things and they break down. But if it's just on the outside of a metal thing, can't you just scrub it off? I think. I don't know. This sounds, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're more worried about the radioactive material, right? Getting on you. And then you scrub that off and whatever radiation damage that has been done is there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <okay>. who knows? <laughs> um, uh so its purpose was to survey the area for radiation hotspots, and it was working in tandem with some aerial drones that were also especially uh, equipped to detect radiation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oh, drones too? That's sick. Right? And so what they did was they mapped the area around um, Chernobyl, and they have since picked up several radiation hotspots that they didn't know existed. And, oh, jeez. Right? Specifically, what happened was back in the day when people would clear uh, Chernobyl when they were in the middle of that, you know, I don't want to say rescue, but yeah, yeah, that crazy incident. um, People were using big equipment to haul uh, material out of there and move it around and whatnot. And then they just abandoned the equipment and the equipment was still irradiated. Mm. So like you're saying, it probably does irradiate the actual material. Yeah. Pretty much radiation sucks, dude. Yeah. It's just everywhere. You can't get rid of it. You just. Well, I remember seeing um, video from the first responders to Chernobyl, and they're going inside there, and they have cameras, and the camera starts to wig out because of the radiation. Oh, wow. So that makes me wonder how Spot handled it or will handle it or, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't send him straight into the radiation once they detected it. They just kind of map the like outside. Lose track of him. He's like running into walls and stuff. Like, Ugh. well, exactly. Like, is he getting drunk in there and losing balance? And <laughs> maybe if there's like a mode, we'd like come back. Like, if you feel confused, just come back home. Then he can like take over. Because maybe just the signals, like a drone. Yeah, just come it's back like home when your battery's dying. Come back. Yeah, just come back, man. Maybe he's like a real dog where he has to run north to south real quick to yeah, orientate himself. Just check and it out. Like, finds the <laughs> quickest way home. I gotta pee on all the trees before I can come back. <laughs> oh man, don't do this to me, man. So some other companies that have used this guy, uh, the NYPD used the robot to survey and inspect stuff. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> stuff needs to be inspected. Speaking of Massachusetts, Massachusetts State Police have also used Spot for similar purposes. Uh, and then Ford used it for similar purposes as well. So everybody's really just mapping with this thing. Hmm. They, just, they just take this guy and map areas with it. Okay, I want to have two spots, and it's like a party, and on top of it is boiling oil. Okay. And everyone just chills and goes, hey, come here, dog, and you just throw the your food of choice into the oil, and it's like a fresh fried chicken party. <laughs> or you could throw maybe some shrimp something in there. It's always food with Hot, you. I, <laughs> with spot, yeah, because it's like, all these other things are whatever. <laughs> like, who cares about all this? Like, oh, yeah, search radiation zones. 
fuck that. That's not going to do like our life any good. <laughs> like, you know, we're not radiation explorers. But bring in your fast food. Mm, fast food cool. table. Yeah, yeah. Or just, I like a, a mobile table. I was like, what if it's just a table on top the whole time? Like, yeah. table's mobile if you come just here, move here. it. Well, that's all. <laughs> he, he could be like, oh, come here, come here, come here. Come here, table. Uh, come here, table. And he's like, just come going over table. here. And it just kind of sits there like, yeah, I need my water. I, like, get out of here. Now come back. I get love out of here. that get idea because I have one, two, three, four different tables in here. And if I could just tell the tables, hey, hey, come here. Yeah. And they all just get up and move to this yeah. side of the room. Like, well, I'm kind of weird OCD sometimes where it's like, you know, I want my, my space clean when if I'm like gaming and stuff. But then you, you also want your beers and shit all near you too. So you have like other tables here. What if you just had all the, you know... The weed, the beer, all that stuff on the spot table. He's like, get the fuck over there. And then it's in the, it's in the corner. And then you're like, play the game. Like, hey. And then like, get over here. Right now. And then, he, then he's like, oh, 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 and he comes over here. I'd program to be all like aggressive. Like, oh, oh, oh. Like, settle, settle down, settle, settle. And then give me, give me this weed. Give me the weed. And then he, he gives it to me. I do my thing. And then he goes back there. So he's kind of out of the way. And then he's here when I need him. And he's out of the way. In the meantime, he's got his, his other arm on top rolling a joint for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll have to buy the attachment for that. But yeah. <laughs> You could probably pioneer those attachments, make a fortune. I probably could. Sell it to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, I think oh, you got something. Um, I actually had a little bit of Guinness Corner right now, um, a small one. Oh, shit. Yeah. I did this one because I thought you'd like it, so maybe you've seen this one. But um, Okay, so this was an Italian sketch artist. Hmm. Okay. Okay, okay that's <laughs> it. Okay, <laughs> nope. we've like known all each other's things. Okay, so okay. So an Italian sketch artist broke a Guinness World Record when he spent five days creating a drawing that covers 6,118 square feet. Oh, okay, I did see a little bit of this one, just an article. But um, how, how? What was the square footage? Six thousand one hundred eighteen, technically point nine six square feet. Okay, just couldn't do that one nineteen, huh, buddy? <laughs> like, that's big. It's big. So, it was funny. Like, I'm gonna show you a picture of it, and I couldn't get like a cool, cool, detailed one. I wanted to get. Everything is always really small, is what I'm indicating to Sean. Everything's really small, and like I thought I could click there and zoom in, and be like, "Oh wow, look at all the things you did!" But no, doesn't exist. <laughs> so like, here's the best picture I got of it, but it's him laying on it. What is it? It's I'm not even sure, man. That's what's so crazy. It's Are like there actual or, shapes in there? Or yeah, actual images. Close, it's like uh, there's a mouse, there's a keyboard, oh, there's okay. like a happy face. <laughs> like I, like it's it's kind of goofy stuff. It's based off of like some, it's almost like a Facebook of there. Give me, give me one second. Does it say how long he took to drive? Five days. Five days? Five Consecutively? Days. Yeah. No shit. Well, it says spent five sleep? days creating it, so okay. I can't, I mean, Drugs. I guess he could have done it. No, he probably slept. I'm getting drunk. Oh, I'm sure he slept. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't just like a, like, yeah, but it's still from start to finish, five days. Wow. His name is Francesco Coparale. I'm assuming he's saying pronounce it. Um, and like I said, it's the world's largest drawing by an individual. Um, and the and the doodles were inspired by a drawing submitted online to in a platform called Doodle Dream. So whatever the fuck that is. So huh. Doodle Dream is why he did it. And uh, yeah, the, the the drawings including doodles of objects, textures, and imagery and imaginary characters from the art sharing platform. And I guess it's gonna um, he's gonna donate it to the city of El Monte, and and then a portion of the canvas will be sold to raise money. I don't know why the whole one, just a portion of it. Like no one wants the whole thing. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to piece this thing up anyways. You can't go anywhere. You, I want to just buy the whole thing. I'm yeah, going to give it to you. What are you going to do? You. Drape your house with it? Drape yeah. the neighborhood with it? It's <laughs> a piece of art. It shouldn't be cut. Like, okay, let's have the Mona Lisa, but I want like a third of it. The fuck? Spit out 10 ways, you get 10 charities from it. See? That's a better way, but still, I want the whole thing. You're right. Let's piece out the Mona Lisa. <laughs> I'll take a piece. 
Yeah, right now you want a piece, huh? Oh, okay, I'll take a piece. I want the whole Berlin Wall, please. But I kind of thought this was something you could do, man. Just because it wasn't like that was uh, like that wasn't the Mona Lisa. It was just kind of like mm, here's some flowers, and you just kind of did it. For no fun. shading, no none. It's, no yeah, exactly. Good perspective. It. Like it's all just like black and white. It was just drawing. It looked and, like, like a tweaker drawing, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't like the. <laughs> I mean, like it's artistic, bad. but it yeah. looked like you know you've seen tweaker scribbles. I it's, mean, uh, yeah, I'm not calling it like a bad <laughs> art. It's like it's not that it's bad art, but it's it, it's you know it was just simple things. It's simple. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. It wasn't some insane thing like your tattoo or something. Like, well, this is yeah. why the decimal does matter because he just needs to do that amount plus the one. So decimal. six thousand <laughs> hundred. Basically, just go for one one twenty. Yeah, six thousand hundred and twenty, just to be. Be safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather walk over Legos. You know, that's <laughs> Lego one. I'd rather walk over Legos. I, I'm gonna build a simple loop first. I think that'll be the first record I try. I'm telling you, I think the the treadmill idea is the best one. Which one's the treadmill? Oh, basically a my God. a treadmill of of Legos. So it's just constant. So you just stay in one place. <laughs> and you're just constantly getting. That's guaranteed to fuck you up with a with a pile of Legos. There's, there's a little actually, bit, I, I but it's I've low improved, impact, bro. I've improved it actually. <laughs> so like, remember I, I said the Lego Flower Girl idea. Do you not remember this? Where I was like, I'm like a flower girl, but it says Legos. So every time you walk, I'm just throwing Legos in front of you. Like, so I'm just, and then I have someone collecting the Legos. So it's like a constant, uh, give me more yeah. bags. Oh, He's like yes. throwing to the guy in the back, picking them up. But maybe it's like we you get you on the treadmill, and I just throw them on you so they're live. Because I was sitting there, if, if it's a treadmill, you'd learn the, the track, if you will, if they're all glued onto the thing. Uh-huh. But if I just kind of throw them like... Live, you can't get used to that. You just be like, oh, oh, oh. It, it, it'd be sore. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like Ninja Stars. That does, especially at the speed that make you run at. You're running like, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. God. <laughs> Terminator status. <laughs> Maybe that's the key to making it two miles is to run. It'd be God. over quicker. It would be over quicker. You'd have you'd less steps. You'd have. God. Yeah, he's right. You'd never walk again, but you'd have like. <laughs> Slow and steady probably would be the best way if you really wanted to do it. Yeah. Like maybe have a, an all day event where you're just slowly drinking beers and uh, like that. You just go back and forth and shit. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Tune in next time when we uh, talk more about how I'm going to turn my feet into hamburger. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.